let's play. Picture this. You hopped on the band rocket, and now you're on Planet Butter, a world made of delicious, sparkly peanut butter volcanoes, and an adorable disco ball of self-reflection is whirling around in her red convertible. This is the Self-Friendship Podcast. I'm Blizzard Planet. Self-friendship is the daily practice of embracing, understanding, and enjoying ourselves. The more we practice, the sooner we embody our party of one, which is having fun with ourselves, for ourselves, as ourselves. Anywhere, everywhere, no matter who is there. The key to understanding self-friendship and my greater mission of united individualism is the two ends of the spectrum required to create this cultural shift. Adults and kids. Adults have been conditioned out of their parties of one, which is why I start adults with practicing self-friendship so they can return to their innate party of one. Kids are born as their party of one, and when they're surrounded by a culture of adults who practice self-friendship, the kids can be conditioned into their self-friendship practice, allowing them to sustain their already existing party of one. Rather than perpetuating the current cycle of conditioning people out of their party of one. If you have any questions about this, email me, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com or Instagram at planetbutter, P L A N I T. The I is for individualism, butter, 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 butter. Okay, I'm super excited about the release of Planet Butter's first picture book, Planet Butter, Party of One. The ebook is now available on Amazon KDP and earlier this week, I celebrated the first official review written by someone named D.H. They gave me a whopping five stars and titled it, This is so much fun for both adults and kids. And they wrote, The messaging about learning how to love spending time with yourself is so important for both adults and kids to hear. It's a fun and easy read all can enjoy. Also, the artwork is crazy and so wild to look at. I showed my niece and she loved it slash kept pointing at all of the elements like the monkey and disco ball. There is so much fun art to look at. Highly recommend this book. I mean, guys, this is my first review. I'm so excited for the others. <laughs> and you know what's cool is it honestly didn't occur to me to check reviews and I forgot to ask for those. So be a dear and do that, please. Turns out it's really helpful. <laughs> The hard copies are still on their way, but nonetheless, they are on their way. I gratefully already have a lot of interest in the hard, hard I gratefully already have a lot of interest in the hard copies in stores, hotels, cafes, and more. The book is where the world of Planet Butter comes to life, and Blissy, the disco ball of self-reflection, bops around, showing exactly what self-friendship looks like in action as her party of one. If you or anyone you know has a cute, cool local bookshop or hotel, cafe, or concept store of any sort anywhere in the world that might be interested in offering some copies of Party of One, reach out to me. I'd love to meet you. Thank you to Planet Butter Substack subscribers. You make this show possible. I recently added a seven-day free trial option if you want to get a feel for my writing, or I also added a new tip option out of respect for those who want to support me and simply don't want the commitment of a subscription. That said, to be notified of new episodes and receive more content, sign up for my Substack. As for the podcast, if you want to email me your answer to any of the episode questions or share a story about your party of one, or if you have any questions about self-friendship, email me, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it. Today, I'm going to tell you my answer to last week's question, my attachment to myself, a note on the phrase big whoop, 
a party of one story, observations on the term culture, a note on flat earth theories, why I wasn't tested for ADHD, <laughs> what to do when you slip up and show up as a former version of yourself, a note on passive aggression, a quote from my friend, a result from a results-driven society, another party of one story, and then we will finish up with a brand new question for you to self-reflect, self-connect, and email me if you so desire, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you know, but the amount of laughter that I, I could barely get through the summary, you know, it's going to be a good one. Okay. <laughs> This morning on the beach, I'm so happy because I woke up on the canals. I'm in Venice. I'm home in Venice and I'm on the canals and I'm so happy. So my energy was so high. I literally had to skip to the beach. I'm not kidding. I was like, I'm so happy. I don't know what to do. And my body just wanted to skip. So I skipped to the beach. <laughs> and then like four dogs ran up to me in this no joke in 30 seconds of being on the beach. So if that's not good energy, then I do really. I don't know what is. <laughs> All right. My answer to last week's question, which was, are you a standing escalator slash elevator person or a stairs person? Well, mine is stairs, which you already know due to my frustration expressed last week. And I just don't understand not being a stairs person if you have functioning legs. Like, the body is designed to move. And if you have that capability, don't take it for fucking granted. The end. Okay, now a note on my attachment to myself. <laughs> I was reading last week's article where I titled it Happy Love Day, where clarity and love intertwine. And I was laughing and loving everything that I said. And then I had the sincere thought that I'm obsessed with myself. And I was like, wait, I'm obsessed with myself. I love myself. I'm attached to myself. Cool. <laughs> and I figured I would just share a little snippet from the article and maybe you will also appreciate me hopefully not as much as I appreciate me because that would be scary if somebody else was as obsessed with me as I am obsessed with me you know what I mean I hope you are as obsessed with yourself as I am obsessed with myself <laughs> all right here's a little snippet over the years a lot of people seem to be really into the concept of planet butter over the years a lot of people seem to be really confused with the concept of planet butter over the rainbow, both reactions were and are informative. Of course, I want and need other people to understand Planet Butter as a brand, a concept, and lifestyle. However, in the days of my own discovery of clarifying for myself what exactly it is beyond my intuition, I did not care the way I was perceived in my practice. I valued the way the concept itself, the messaging, was perceived. I took mental notes of what resonated and what didn't and adjusted as needed, but I did not care what anyone thought about me. I did not take it personally. I valued what everyone thought and pivoted as needed. It's insight. It's information. It's love. If they're confused, it's probably because I was too. <laughs> and I knew that. And I loved it. The only way to clarity is through confusion. And the only way through confusion is practice. And the only way through practice is confidence. And the only way to become confident is through self-friendship, embracing, understanding, and enjoying oneself. The more I practiced, the more I gained clarity, and the more I continue to. Clarity is an ever-evolving perspective. It's simple as that. Please exist with love. Ta-da! Now, moving on. A note on the phrase, big whoop. <laughs> so, usually, it's used to be condescending. People say, like, Oh, I just had a slice of pizza. Big whoop. 
And I used it the other day, but in a really sincere way. <laughs> when my friend and I were laughing at the fact that we had a series of events that naturally led us to the beach for sunset, which we were intending on doing anyway. But the things that we were intending on doing prior to that just kept not we were hitting walls in not physical ones metaphorical walls and we basically just ended up at the beach sooner so in honor of that when we parked the car I said big whoop we get to go to the beach sooner <laughs> but I really meant it and then we just started laughing because we we're like wait that term is usually used in like a really condescending way but it's actually really fun to say if you use it in like an excited way and a real meaningful happy way so big whoop <laughs> you can't not laugh when you say it in that tone you just yeah so if you want to laugh do it <laughs> all right now a party of one this week I won't say where I went but <laughs> I got my passport photos gifted to me when they were supposed to cost approximately $18 and I paid nothing <laughs> Ta-da! Have I already said ta-da? Um, what a performance. The fact that I've said two ta-da's already. Okay. Observations on the term culture. Culture is kind of a synonym for normal. So every culture has its cultural norms, really. But culture kind of just equates to norms in my observations. And that's one thought. And then on that, which it's not directly connected, but... The government has been trying to enforce, enforce quote unquote, real ID for about three years. And I just want everyone to think about the fact that the only reason that they've prolonged the quote unquote required by deadline is because nobody was doing it. So take a second to appreciate how much power that means we have as a collective. And let's honor what I've previously previously shared with you guys about time goals versus time lines which if you're interested in that you got to listen to the other episodes because I can't resurface all of that okay now flat earth theories a note <laughs> I was watching a documentary with my friend the other day and their argument didn't not make sense okay so for the sake of just indulging in other perspectives it was really fascinating to just be genuinely open to what somebody else thinks and what a lot of people think actually and it didn't not make sense like there wasn't something that was just glaringly obvious about what was being like there wasn't something that was like there's a giant hole in this argument like there was not it re like it's questionable <laughs> I get why there are so many people thinking about this so I just wanted to encourage people to uh, lean into new perspectives and just be open to I don't know new perspectives that's it I do know new perspectives and also they said that inside of earth <laughs> they found volcanoes like inside meaning okay earth is a giant rock of layers of rock and dirt and water and blah 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 so it makes perfect sense that they found new areas of earth that were also made of rocks and volcanoes right and they found crystal volcanoes and it's like for some reason that sounds crazy just because of where society is built today but honestly crystals are part of earth and rocks are part of earth it's all part of earth it doesn't it's really not that crazy so i just think that's pretty cool and um peanut butter volcanoes are probably not too far off like on planet butter obviously so just saying <laughs> uh okay <laughs> 
why I wasn't tested for ADHD. Okay, I have to stop laughing. Sorry. No, you don't. Okay. My mom and I remembered the other day that both of my siblings were tested for ADHD and I was the only one that wasn't because I did well in school. I didn't even... What? (laughs) Anyway. Meanwhile, if I were tested, I'd for sure pass, quote unquote. And my mom was... We were laughing so hard. She goes, what do we do? (laughs) And I said laughing. Nothing. I know how I operate. So I wanted to take this moment to appreciate the simplicity and complexity of learning yourself, practicing self-friendship, and doing what works for you and is in your best interest. It's that simply complex. (laughs) I also have an issue with this whole neurodivergent versus neurotypical thing. Society created new labels with the intention of inclusion only to further label and categorize people. Why can't we just embrace that everybody operates differently? Using the word typical and divergent are both heavily weighted with with implications of what is quote-unquote normal and what is not. Typical is basically saying this is normal. Divergent is like, oh, they went that way, basically. Basically, basically, basically. It literally doesn't resolve anything. Why don't we just drop the fucking labels and create lessons around learning how to identify the way that we learn and operate in the world that best suits us? We basically need to teach human design to children and allow them to operate in their genius from the very beginning of their life. I'll leave it there for now. For now, it's really just food for thought. Yeah, even though I probably have ADHD, I don't subscribe to having it. Because what's the fucking point? I just feel like people usually use it as an excuse for something or like like it's an excuse or a justification. And it's like, why don't you just do what works for you and then you'll be okay. The only reason it's harder is because we've been forced into doing something other ways that don't actually work for us. So you think you have a problem, but you don't have a problem. The problem is that you are being told to do something a very certain way that isn't how you work best. Okay. What to do when you slip up and show up as a former version of yourself. My friend Heather Thrills, who is an incredible yoga, boxing, and trainer Pilates I think she's working on her Pilates uh, training and we were hanging out and I was slipping up into some former versions of myself that she actually hadn't even experienced before and she tells me that she was surprised that with my energy because it was just like a little bit different and I said back to her that it's such a good way to check in with myself, to a, a, like a way to make friends with the parts of myself that I want to improve on is to say, oh, I'm surprised that this behavior came up or this energy is coming out of me and just sit with it as, oh, I'm surprised. And then you can make now that you've made friends with it by just embracing it. It's like, oh, just a little surprise. <laughs> you can approach it in a soft, gentle, understanding way as per self-friendship would ask you to do. And yeah. Just wanted to share that one. Now, a note on passive aggression. My brain literally does not compute passive aggression. I'm way too literal. Like, you say, it's fine. I don't mind. And I say, cool. Sounds good. But then your story, the passive aggressive person, becomes Blizzard should have known that I meant I do mind and what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. But then my story is like, but they said they don't mind. So, like, what like how come I'm supposed to assume that you saying you don't mind means you do mind I should be able to assume that when you say you don't mind something you mean it you know what I mean I don't have time for these like this like word 
That's word math I don't like. Usually I like word math. That's just confusing. That's not a language I like to speak. I'm very direct. I'm from New York and I'm very fucking literal. So if you are minding something, just fucking tell me and I'll be like, oh, no worries. Literally, it doesn't need to. We could just have a conversation. It's very simple. Now, I, this actually didn't happen to me. This was something I witnessed and I just wanted to adapt it and share it. So I'm sharing it. Now, a quote from my friend. You got that on lock. Don't lose it. <laughs> now, she was referring to me not giving a fuck what people think. And I appreciated the quote. And then I visualized it as locking up and throwing away the key for the things that we've cultivated for ourselves. Now, this isn't such a far out thought. It's really simple. And I just thought the visualization could be helpful for grounding ourselves in moments where we might notice that trait being tested. So for me, it's like, okay, she's saying, you don't give a fuck what people think. And don't lose that. I picture like the don't give me like don't give a fuck box and I lock it and I throw the key away. So that way the key is gone so I can never unlock it and begin to care what people think. So now you can do that with a billion other things. Ta-da! I think that's my third ta-da. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Okay. A result from a results-driven society. Quotes. I'm quoting something. (laughs) What are you scared of not achieving before you die? End quote. This is a question I was asked at an event earlier this week. I felt inspired and wrote a Substack article about it. I'll read you a little snippet. Here's the snippet. My concern with this question is that it is a painful result of a results-driven society. Why is there an expectation that everyone has something they fear they will miss out on in their lifetime? The question is rooted in a fearful energy towards life. It neglects presence, gratitude, and gratisfaction. A Blizzard's Blictionary word. And if you want to look that one up, check out my Substack. Now to carry on with the little snippet. Whether it's a fairy tale wedding, like one woman mentioned, or the biggest woman-owned VC firm, as another mentioned, both are loaded with pressure and dissatisfaction. It's one thing that we have these as preferences, but to say you're scared to not achieve them before you die? Why is that scary? What can you do to feel satisfied with your life and your journey exactly the way it is? What can you do to ground yourself in recognizing that it's just not in your control and your fear of quote unquote missing out on an experience is a gigantic waste of your precious energy? How can you consistently appreciate the stages of your life you're currently in? We can control ourselves. We can embrace, understand, and enjoy ourselves. We can practice self-friendship. We cannot control time, and we cannot control the outcome of our efforts. A fear toward an achievement within an unpredictable time frame that is our life is a waste of energy. Perhaps these women didn't mean their answers as literally as the question is written and as I am understanding it. However, if that's the case, then I would further encourage the practice of critical thinking rather than obliging to answer this question simply because it was asked. Bing, bang, boom. (laughs) now another party of one i rolled the dice and i won a prize at candle delirium (laughs) ta-da i was getting a gift for my friend and i was at the front and i was the guy was scanning the things and i was just looking at like all the candles and the things that were out on the front and there was this game it was these two dice and it said roll the dice win a prize and i was like cool so i rolled them and it said if you oh it was like roll the dice and if you get a snake eye like like a one and a one on each die then you win a prize so I did and I did and I won woohoo (laughs) 
And I can only assume that it's because of my self-friendship practice and my party of one vibes that were put into it. <laughs> vibes. <laughs> it was a good time. We celebrated. And I happened to be on the phone with my sister and the guy behind the counter was like, oh, you got a FaceTimer. <laughs> so we all celebrated my win together. It was beautiful. Now, the question of the week. What is a trait that you, quote unquote, have on lock that you don't want to lose? Think about it. Let me know. I think this is really valuable to think about because the traits that we work hard to have require maintenance to keep. So what traits do you have that you would prefer to keep? Let me know. Email me, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. And please remember to check out Party of One. It's on Amazon and the hard copies will be available very, very soon. And if you know anybody who might want to have some copies in their store, cafe, hotel, concept store, or other unique venue, please reach out. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a beautiful week and see you on Planet Butter.